In the past eight years, Felix Maddox had spent more hours st stalking out suspects than he ever wished to remember. He couldn't count the number of nights he spent awake, knowing he'd go into battles the next morning. He had even been imprisoned for six months. This evening, as a guest, in what should be his own home, was probably not the most interminable he had ever suffered throughout. At this moment, thought, he certainly felt, felt like it. The lady he was supposedly here to consider as his as a wife was pretty enough, he supposed. If one liked milk and water, Mrs. who never looked up for the plates, and who answered every conversationally Sally with a monosyllable or a jiggle. She had, sadly, changed from the lovely child he, he, he remembered. But that was long ago, but that was long ago, almost another life. She had been nine and he's fourteen. The last, last time in this part, the only interesting thing about her, no, as far as he could see was the raven she kept as a pet. He remembered the raven too. He'd been the one to rescue the half-flecked bird from a cat. But Jocelyn Bellingham had tended it, fed it, and captured it affection. He'd spent startler, startled earlier in, a, in the day when the raven flew at the library window. Fixed him, fixed him with a knowing eye, then matched up marched out the door on along the hall to tap at the door of Miss Bellingham's sitting room until she opened it no and let house. him at dinner any sign of originally was absent. And as for his cousin, the fat off who had inherited the Viscount when Felix has, was reported dead, the man's conversation was all on this about people. Felix didn't know and of colored color jokes that was inappropriate in front of a lady to say to say it nothing of not being funny. Miss Bellingham rose to leave the gentlemen to their port and Felix forced his face into a pleasant smile, preparing to get fat Cyril even drunker and pump him for any knowledge he had of the black fox. The smuggler Felix had been sent to investigate. A waste of time, in his opinion. Cyril couldn't could not organize a bum fight in a baker in, ba in a baker's shop. The condition of the land and buildings on the estates of Ma of Maddox Grange showed the man was totally incompetent. Felix couldn't blame Cyril for thinking he was Viscount. Felix had decided to remain dead to more easily find the traitors who had given him up to the French. The realest prisoner, Frederick Matthews, was not treat to them until all of a sudden they were being behind bars. Then Colonel Webster, one of Castlerea men, had approached him and said the identity he had painstakingly created could be used to help England in the war. He'd stayed in that identity even after Napoleon 
was exiled to Elba. As sure the Emperor would not accept his defeat. The right decision, as it turned out, but Waterloo was finished, Napoleon's ambition forever. And Felix has now was now home to reclaim his home. Just his one last job before he retired from the shadowy world he had inhabited with Webster and Felix had spent nothing against smugglers, who simply sought to make a living, but he hated with a passion the type Webster was after, those who had smuggled French spies onto English soil. At the Black Fox, the smuggler leader of the patch of coast that belonged belonged to Maddox's Grange was, by accounts, by all accounts, the worst of the worst. So, what did you think of her? Nice did, eh? Cyril made cupping movement under his own not inconsiderable dugs. Think Cyril agreed. Who wants a shattering woman? Nancy is a good housekeeper, don't you know? And he said to living in the country, so you could just leave her at your estate. You did say you had an estate, Matthews? Yes, I have an estate. After the meeting with Webster, he'd been sitting at his club considering his option when Cyril Maddox came in with a group of cronies. That wasn't so surprising. The Maddoxes had, had been members of Brooks since he'd opened. He hadn't rec recognized Cyril. He hadn't seen him since they were boys, but the group sat right behind him, and he'd soon realized that the triple Z Viscount was talking about raising money by selling Felix's childhood friend. Does Miss Bellingham have a fortune, Maddox? One of the others asked. I'm not interested in a child without fortune. A competence, rather. In truth, till she turns 25 or marries, Cyril said. If she had a fortune, Peckridge, I'd be marrying her myself. But two thousand pounds, gents! That was an, an, an investment of five hundred, surely. And she'll have a control of it herself in less than three years. A sin against nature, that's sin? That's it? Twenty-two! That's pretty old. What's wrong with her? Second head, eh? Is she? The others all sniggered. Cyril was indignant, more on behalf of his cell than in defense of Miss Bellingham. Of Miss Bellingham, Felix was indignant enough on that cause for both of them. He remembered the slime Bellingham, remembered her well. She was several cousins, not his the daughter of Cheryl's mother's sister, left to her aunt care after the death of, the, of her parents, and as shy and modest a lady as you could wish to find, Cyril proclaimed, even if he hadn't had this, his mission, Felix might have spoken up at that, po at that point, for the sake of the child he remembered. 
as it was, he introduced himself as Frederick Matthews, apologized for overhearing, and announced that he was interested in two thousand pounds and would be heading to consider taking a wife. It worked. And here he was, drinking in his own port, in, a, in, in his own house, and listening to Cousin Cyril describing a lady in terms that made him see red. Suddenly, he couldn't, he could stand it no longer. His investigation into the Black Fox would have to wait for tomorrow. I'm tired, Maddox, he said. I think I'll turn it in.